Hello, everybody. I'm Dane Gentry. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, when I first started out on this uh, podcast thing, um, I had a thought in my mind of someone that I wanted to bring on the show. Um, I thought it was, you know, just an amazing story how this guy went through so much and was able to uh, become the, the person that he is, you know, the man of God and all these different things. And so I met this man, uh, I don't know how many years ago, it was a while ago, and um, I saw who he was at this time, and I didn't know nothing about, hey, Shorty, what's going on? You want to come up? And uh, uh, he, uh, when I met him, he was, uh, you know, this Christian guy, He and, and you see a lot of that stuff in there, you see a lot of people who will go and and they'll like have a Bible and they'll walk around. You got something going on. That's fine. Hey, uh, and so anyway, and so I become friends with him and Hey girl. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Ah, uh, man, I don't really know right at the moment. I'm good. I just, uh, I'll tell it now. So I met, I met this guy, Robert, I met him years back or whatever. And I met him in prison. And that's what I was just saying. He walked around the Bible and a lot of people do. A lot of people do find God in there, but most of them just leave him in there with them anyway when they get out. But and so, you know, this dude, you know, walked the walk in there. And uh, at the time when I met him, I didn't know anything about the charge or anything he had going on. And uh, I find out about it. And then he tells me a story. Hey, Mama Bear. And so uh, as he's telling me the story, I'm like, man, I'm just blown away by this. And so me and him become friends. And um, you want to come up? And so over time you know we become really good friends and um he uh again you know i've heard his story i've heard him tell it so so many times and um so when i first started this thing i was like man i'm gonna uh, get robert on that's gonna be one of the first people i want to do okay thank you too i was just checking just to make sure um and so um I, I, like I said, I, I wanted him to be on it. And so anyway, we've been trying to make it happen and we had it planned for today or whatever. And so, um, I told him earlier this morning, to make sure he had the app and to do all these things. And he did. And I told him I called him at five o'clock our time and we would do a sound check. We had to, and cause I wasn't able to get there with him where he was at. And, um, and so I, I called him at five and I said, you know, do you have the app? He's having a little bit of trouble. And he got it. And I said, all right, now go on there and find the two lions and click on, I said, don't click on it yet, but I said, that's what you're going to look for tonight or whatever. And so, because he didn't understand me sending him a link. Anyhow, and so he says, oh, you can't put that on there. And I said, I can't put what on there? And he said, you can't put innocent man. And it it floored me. It just completely floored me because this was a very gruesome crime. And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, you've told me all the time, told me the whole story. This is the story he told me. The story he told me was, is that he grew up pretty sheltered or whatever, never had even had a girlfriend. And he, he had just graduated high school and he was 17 years old and it was the summertime and he got a job doing, I don't remember, it was, it was something construction wise, or maybe even cutting grass, something I can't really remember. And, um, and so, um, he, um, said that he got these older guys and they kept saying they wanted to take him out. They wanted him to take him out drinking and stuff. And he never had drink anything. He never had smoked a cigarette, never had smoked a joint. And so he says, he, the story he told me was that as soon as they got picked up, they started drinking whiskey. And he was like drinking way too much for somebody who'd never been drinking. And then he smoked some pot and he passed out. And that's the last thing he remembered 
wake the next morning or about daylight. They take him home. And then later that day, the police come and arrest him. They come and arrested him for a rape and murder of a woman. There were three of them involved. But his story to me was he was passed out in the back seat of the car, never had nothing to do with it. And today at five o'clock, that whole story changed. And so I told him I could not have him on the show. Um, I don't, I don't know, you know, what, what the truth is, who done it, what part of his was in it, but he says he's not an innocent man. And what it is that I'm thinking is that, you know, he, he's so much a Christian that he don't want to lie to God, but this was a very, very gruesome. I read the, I read the stuff about it and, uh, it floored me, man. And so I believe what I believe and I'm going to stand on that. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, but I just don't believe I'm wrong. Um, I consider this man to be my friend. You've lied to me all this time. You let me go on and tell everybody on here that you was innocent. And three hours before I do the show, you're going to tell me, no, I'm not innocent, man. I mean, to me, that's like. So he admitted to you that he actually did it. He did. He did. Um, They paroled him out on a life sentence. So he's got parole. That's kind of how it works in Tennessee. He had an old life sentence. And so it's 25 years. After 25 years, you make parole. It's not like that now. It's 51 years now. But at his time, and so he'd done 31. And when they were going to let him out, we were cellmates. And when he went up for parole, he, um, they told him to go and get a psych, psych evaluation, you know, as long as he passed that mm-hmm. parole. And they did. Mm-hmm. And he's been out since 21, 2021, I think. No, 2019, 2019. So he's been out for a long time. He's married to a woman in England. She lives in, it's just whatever. But by all accounts, you know, he's still, I mean, every other word out of his mouth is God. And, you know, and that's great. That's awesome. But you've lied to me all these years. And you let me look like a damn fool now, to be honest about it. Because I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in you harming a woman, period. I don't care if it's slapping her. I just don't believe in that. A child or a, or women are off. They're just they're they're off the table, man. And yes, God, that's between you and God. If God forgives you, then okay. I'm not saying I don't forgive you. I'm just saying that uh, I would just choose not to associate myself with that. You know what I mean? Um, I now, now, some people are going to say, "Well, Dane, you're wrong." You know, people can be forgiven. I know that, and I want people to forgive me too. But I ain't never done no shit like that. Uh, you know, I stole some shit. That's what I did, and wrote some or didn't write any checks. This dude was making the checks i was just cashing them and so i mean that's what i did um i ain't never thought about raping no woman and damn sure ain't thought about you know i i don't know i'm just torn and of course beth is like no you're doing the right thing and i'm like well some people might be look at it like i'm kind of oh well you're doing the right thing huh it's all right i yeah. said you're doing the right thing don't worry about how they feel or what other people feel you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't want to promote nothing that that's like that, like that. No, I you wouldn't. I couldn't do saying? it because I stand for everything I stand for. It goes all the way against it. Um, and I, I think that. So I found another place that I can do live videos from, right? And uh, I think I'm going to switch to that place to that their platform. Um, mm-hmm. because I've been blackballed on here or something. I don't know what it is. Um, what you mean blackballed what you mean you know since this whole ordeal happened with the two women <laughs> n- nobody comes to my shows anymore um, 
you see why you see why because of uh, it's because they were out here talking shit because they what they probably they probably talking shit or yeah, yeah. they probably they probably fucked you up by doing stupid shit yeah i didn't even do anything that's the whole thing all, all it is is one of them is scared to death that all her deep dark secrets is going to get out because somebody knows it and what it was is they Duh. both i know what the deal was they both was getting money from somebody and they were scared the other ones getting more i mean i oh. know what i know what was going on you know what i mean and Shit. so but it, but it had nothing to do with me i wasn't in the middle of it at all so why you know so if it's, if it's like this it's not where i want to be anyway i want to be with serious shit with serious people you know what i mean i'm not on right. here playing i'm not on here playing doctor you know i did that as a kid and so um yeah i don't know i i don't have a clue i, I don't understand how which here's the thing though now not a lot of people are coming on my live shows my downloads are great i'm getting about on all my platforms combined, I'm getting about 75 a day. And to me, that's okay. I went from zero to 75 a day. So I'm doing all right right now. Um, so I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. It's You're like, not getting blackballed on here. It'd be like that sometimes, you know? Yeah. Some it's all people, good. Some people don't want to come. Some people, they're probably busy and stuff like that. There's my, there's Nick. What's up, buddy? He's, he's at work. He's going to be on here with us. He can listen. I know. Uh, not, I just talked to him while ago. Oh, here he comes. He's going to come up. All right. Hey, buddy. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. I actually can. I'm on my good microphone and stuff today. It's my... It is my little box, my little sound box thing or whatever that's bad or something. Something in the headphone thing is bad on it because um, I can hear you here and I can hear you when I just put my headphones into my phone, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I told Shorty pretty much what I told you, and she said the same thing. I'm doing the right thing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think – well, first of all, I feel so sorry for that lady that this happened to. And secondly – I considered him to be a friend of mine, man. You know what I mean? And you lied to me that way. We all, I know, I get it. But when you're walking that walk that you claim to be walking, you know what, you know why I wanted you on the show. You know what I was going to say. Why did you wait three hours before to say, what did you, I mean, best of the same thing. She said, well, I understand it was last minute, but what about if you, if he'd have got on there, Dane, and started saying that stuff? And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, uh, but man, I, I sure hate it. I just, you know, I don't know. And of course, Beth, she said, you know, I never liked him. I got an une uneasy feeling. I told you that. And I said, here we go. I told you so for a million times. And she's right. She did tell me all those things. She really did. Um, she said, Dana, I have an uneasy feeling around him. And I was like, nah, you're tripping. You know what I mean? Um, but she was right. Yeah. You know, all you can do, dude, is pick up and go again. And yep. stop you no i'm not i'm not gonna let any of it stop me that's what i was just saying to her just then it feels like you know before i'd have eight ten twenty two people sometimes on my shows and anymore i don't have anybody and it has to do with them two women whatever went on there but why i got involved in it i have the slightest of clues well, who else is on right now uh just me and shorty uh mama bear was on then she said oh, she had a phone call so she she left she wanted to come up to talk huh i'm talking about other shows Oh, I don't even know. Uh, let me look and see. I wasn't even thinking about that. Let me see. But yeah, I was telling her the same thing. It's just no big deal because I'm still getting the downloads. You know what I mean? Well, 
that's the main thing. That's what you're going to show your sponsors. Right, right. So, oh, that's good. Oh, shit. What happened? I started with another thing. Hold on a second. Sometimes you don't want a ton of people in here, especially on your panel, because then it all mumbles together and, you know. That's true. Talk about what you need to talk about and hit your download. Um, Right now. The Joe Antonio show is on, and it looks like the rest is, well, there's live Q&A, uh, religion, religion, everything else is religion. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just be yourself. Yeah, oh, I'm not. Because like I said, I'm still getting my, my downloads, and so, and there's Red Dog, somebody named Red Dog Live with KRD. Yeah, I don't know what he does. He's, he's new, well, newer. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, so what are you going to talk about tonight? Well... I don't really know. I thought about talking about mental health, but I don't want to do that. Um, I think about talking about what you do when shit don't go the way you thought it was going to go. <laughs> well, that's a good one. That's good. Yeah. You know, because in our world, in our lives, I mean, things don't always go how they want to go. But tell me, how do I sound? Does my microphone sound good? I can hear you real good. Okay. Uh, this is the expensive one. I like the expensive one better. It lights up and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, but I do want to talk about what, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what me and Beth got going on as far as business wise stuff. Um, we are going to open up one halfway house right now. Um, that's really best dream. Uh, whenever Beth met me, she didn't, she knew absolutely nothing about addicts and she knew nothing about the criminal justice system. Um, unfortunately, bless her heart. She had to learn those both things the hard way. And she did. And, but she educated herself on all these things and then it became her heart. And so um, she said, I don't know, many years ago that she wanted to do this halfway house thing. And uh, we've talked about it and then kind of uh, maybe uh, time's not right to buy and just all these different things. And uh, right now we have the opportunity to do so. And so uh, looking at maybe in the next couple of weeks, three weeks, maybe we're going to open one um, and give it a shot. It's going to be a Christian program. Um, and it's going to be a 12 step program. Also, it's going to be kind of different. It's going to be, um, just different. It's, it's going to be kind of set on like, almost like a, um, uh, democratic set a little bit, meaning I'm not a Democrat, so don't chew me out, cuss me. Um, I'm not, I'm not anything. I can't vote anyway. So, um, but what I mean by that is like, it's set up this way. Like no one person in the house has more say than a person that just walked through the door in there. You get what I'm saying? Everything's going to be on a vote. Um, and it's going to, because the idea is, is responsibility letting them learn responsibility. Um, it's going to be to where like they almost pay their own bills and stuff. And it's all going to be documented and things like that. Um, and you need that. You need that stuff though. Uh, you need responsibility, uh, cause you don't need too much responsibility at first, but you need, you need some and enough. You know what I mean? Um, but we're not, we're, ours is going to be like what's called a three quarter house where you already been sober for a little bit of time. You've got a job and you've got money, you know what I'm saying? Um, and things like that. So that's, that's how we're going to do it. Um, but it's going to be with love. I mean, cause you know, you, y'all hear me whenever I'm mad and you know what I'm saying, Beth is that, but one thing about her is she has an amazing heart for people and addicts. She just pissed off at me cause all the stuff I've done. So. Um, she has a right to be that way. 
So we're going to do that. We're going to start with one. Um, we're going to give it a year. I say that now. We're going to give it a year, but I say probably. I I, I feel it. I truly believe it's going to be very successful. Okay, you're, you're good. Thank you. Um, and so um, I think it's going to be very successful. We'll see. Um, and then uh, we'll go from there. You know, we'll go. We'll, we'll see how it goes, and then we'll we'll probably buy another one. But and just things like that. That's also fits in the line of what are you going to do when things don't go your way or the way that we wanted them to. You know, in my life, things have went way left when I wanted them to go right. But most of the time, the reason of that was was because I was doing wrong in my life. But what I have found is, since I've been doing right is a lot of times things have a way of just working out, but that's God. That's my belief and my faith in God. And I have this weird thing that when I know, I know that I know, and it's like, I just feel it, man. And, and when I know them things, I'm right. It's just like this deal with this podcast deal. I felt this stuff, man. And I knew I was doing the right thing. And that's another reason why it, ticks me off when somebody's getting in my way for something I didn't do. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, we have to, that's part of growth for me because the old me would have lashed out in anger and all these things. And I didn't do any of that. Uh, I got kind of ticked off about it a little bit because again, I was put in the middle of something I had nothing to do with. Um, you know, so I listen. Well, I've heard her side. I've heard yours. I haven't really heard the other side because mm -hmm. uh, I don't communicate with that person either. Right. right. For some reason. Um, so I don't know. I Because I, the other day they came into my show when you were there, remember? Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of them did. And uh, there was no problems, nothing said. And, uh, I don't know. All it was, was, was that from the day one, from the time I come on Podbean, I went on, the first show I went on was one with one of them and someone else. And then later that same day, or maybe the next day, I went on another one show and immediately both of them started texting me and calling me on discord, talking about the other one. I need to stay away from this one. I need to stay away from that one. And it was like. What is going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And really and truly, it became too much, you know, because it was taken away from what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know what the, um, I don't know. I don't know what they were, what they were trying to gain. I, I don't, I don't think it was me. I think it was more trying to maybe somewhat co-host or something. My shows, maybe, I don't know. I really don't know. And if I did anything wrong, I mean, I'm the type of, please tell me what I've done. If I did something wrong, I'm going to, I'll admit it. And I'll tell you, I apologize. Um, I don't feel like I did do anything wrong unless there's something I don't know or that I'm not realizing maybe, or, um, what have you. So, um, one that, out of the two that I trust a whole lot more. There's one out of the two that you do. That I do trust a whole lot more, but, uh, you know, I can talk to you, uh, yeah, yeah, because I, I don't know. I don't know. Let me one of them is out for themselves. The other one is out 
it may sound like they're out for themselves, but they're out to help other people. Um, yeah. They will, they will do anything they can. The one will do anything that the person can to help someone else. And it may not sound like it. It may not always be, I'd say, worded the right way. And the other one is only out for that one person. And I'm trying to figure out which one is which because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I don't know if you're you know, publishing this. Yeah. You know, but that's your decision too, you know. You've got to decide. Since uh, yeah. in the last two weeks, you know, I am kind of shocked in some of the reactions that maybe both sides are giving it. But I'm I, um, side is right because then you're going to start World War Three. Right. Yeah. I, see, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to know what it is that I've done because I'm going to leave Podbean anyway. I'm not going to lie about it. Uh, if this, huh? It wasn't you. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave Podbean anyway. I'm going to start doing live video shows um, because I've got an audience now already. You know what I mean? I may not have a live audience on here, but I'll get 50 downloads by tomorrow this time. You know what I'm saying? And that's to me just right now. That's not too bad, um, because I said I told myself I was going to give this a year also, and see how it went. You know what I'm saying? Um, huh? You got to. You have I can't to. hear you. I said you have to. Can you hear me? I have to do this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, I'm not going to stop doing it. I'm going, but it's not going to do Podbean though. Um, if I'm because. I'll get more live on that video probably. And I'll still probably come and do uh, some records or whatever on here, you know? Well, push the other show. The other show? Yeah, push it. On yeah, start pushing it. Yeah. Um, I could do that also. Start pushing it on here. And, uh, but you know, uh, Twitch, I think, is going to be better. And what I, everything I've read about it, um, it's better. Um, as far as, you know, the live video, cause a lot of people do want to see stuff or whatever, but I'll, I'll play with it. It's not, it's not a, it's not a pressing thing that I have to start making money off of this right now. You get what I'm saying? Right. Um, that's not, you know, when I saw my numbers going up, I started thinking about it then I hadn't even really thought about it. I mean, I thought about down the line, you know what I mean? But then I talked to other people that another, and they're like, if you if you're showing numbers that are growing every day, you're going to spark the interest of people that believe in the things that you believe in. You're talking about, and I said, yeah. So I started thinking about it, but then I sit there and I thought, well, I may be selling myself short. Let's wait and let my numbers grow a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And so, um, by all accounts, they grow every day, and I mean, I do have a good message, and see. Here's another thing, you know, I know people that I'm not going to say names or whatever that are pretty connected. You know what I'm saying? But I'm wanting to do this on my own. You get me? Well, yeah, um, because then you can take all the credit too. Right. Because that's kind of my personality. Because like I said, I was always told I would never do shit. 
and I've done a lot already, you know, for where I've been in life. And, um, you know, I have to prove myself a lot and that's okay because most people know me as whatever, but here's the thing about it. Like me and Beth were talking about this earlier. I said, the thing is that me and you are the complete package on this. You have all the medical, the schooling and all that. And I have my name. Now on the inside, my name carries a lot, a lot of good things. You know what I mean? I'm not proud of that. I'm not saying I'm proud of that, but on that side of the fence, people know me as up and up and whatever. But when they know that I'm sober, which everybody knows me, knows I'm sober, but now they see that I'm doing these houses. And all, they're going to want to come to that. And they're going to want people to come to that. And they're going to want people to come to my shows because they know firsthand there's a lot of people. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is that if I can get sober, man, you definitely can. They can too. Yes, without a doubt. And But, you know, I still, I still sometimes am having conversations with people. And I have that little thought in my head. Oh, they still don't trust me. After, after all this time, they still don't trust me. But if they don't, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't hold that stuff in. I talk to my sponsor about it and I move on. Um, and that's part of what I have to do. You know, I have to do the gratitude list and do all these things because I can kind of get a, I can kind of be an arrogant prick sometimes. Um, but I try not to be, I try really hard not to be though. No, we can all be that way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, it's just life. Um, and we have to live it, you know, and I hear stories all the time, you know, in this world, you hear a lot of amazing stories and you hear a whole lot of heartbreaks, man. You know, I heard one today of a guy, um, he had a sponsor, his sponsor had been clean for five years. I went back out and relapsed. Why did he relapse? Cause he stopped working the program. Um, but I bring you up a lot, Nick, just so you know, I talked to a lot of people about you and, uh, I always say the same thing. I said, what it, what it says to me is if somebody tried to tell me today that you wasn't a real alcoholic. I said, bullshit. What do you mean he wasn't a real alcoholic? Because I said, you kept your word, you know, and you didn't have to work a program. Oh, he wasn't a real alcoholic. Yes, he was. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But I've been in and out of jail for each one, you know. Yep. I used to get my paycheck every week, and I would hand it over to the bar, and I'd get my change. Yep. I mean. Wow. That's how much I drank. Oh, I know, Nick. I've talked to you enough to know. You know what I'm saying? Because then I said, I said, and now he can, he says in the summertime he's hot, he'll get a beer and he'll drink about half of it. And this is coming. Hot. <laughs> huh? Because it gets hot. Yeah, right. And and uh, the guy that I was having a conversation with is brand new in recovery. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, he, he doesn't, he's, his way of thinking and all this stuff. I think I'm going to touch on mental health because I just thought about that. I'm going to touch on that in a minute. But um, his way of thinking is still in the stinking thinking. You know what I mean? Right. He hasn't got back his, you know, it takes a long time. And um, so I'm going to touch on, I want to touch on mental health um, right now because I'm going okay, to go say some. Um, so when I was in prison and I'd done all that time in isolation and all that, they were constantly coming to me saying, I need to be on medication. No, I don't. Um, I had a, I had a, you know, a problem of like anybody else does in there, you know, when something happens in there, there's just kind of only one way to deal with it. And you deal with it right then. You get what I'm saying? And so they looked at all that, but 
I never would take any kind of medicine. I was like, you're not, because I saw what the medicine done to people in there. Their way of treating mental health in there is putting them on some very strong shit to where they stay asleep all the time. And it just makes them worse. They're like a zombie when they're awake, don't know what's going on. And I was like, no, I'm fine. You're not going to do that to me. And so I finished my sentence and all that stuff. And I got out and I was sober and um, I was working my business and business was great, man. I was rocking. I was doing good, man. Life was just good. And I was building a relationship back with my family and just different things. And I started going to Christmases and all these things. And then one day, man, in December, I looked at Beth and said, I'm done. Relationship's over. I'm done with it. You got to go. And uh, she really didn't fight me on it, man, but she didn't communicate with me. But the next thing I know is that I went to bed one night and I woke up the next morning and I was a completely different person. Um, I have never been a depressed person. I've never been a paranoid person. I've never been all these types of things. Uh, the only time I'd be paranoid is if I ever done methamphetamine. I'd immediately think Beth was cheating on me. I don't know what that shit's about, but I did. And so anyway, I woke up a different person and I knew something, but my mind was still telling me I was okay, but I would not come out of my bedroom. And so then it turned into, I would get up in the morning and I would take a shower for about an hour because I felt like I wasn't clean or whatever. And, um, I'd get out of the shower and I'd get my, in my vehicle and I would go to a parking lot, a random parking lot somewhere. And I would sit there all freaking day long until it got dark. And then I would go back home and go in my room and living in the house by myself. I'd lock a door and I wouldn't come out and I quit doing, I quit working my business and everything. And so I start losing weight. Um, I start not sleeping. I uh, wouldn't eat all the things that a drug addict does. And so immediately everybody thinks I'm on drugs, but I wasn't. And so finally, even this, I'll tell you this part too. This is this still to this day, it, when it's brought up to me, I, it still hurts me that I did this, but Beth got sick and she got uh, pneumonia and it was, um, during the whole COVID deal or whatever. And, um, I, uh, she called me and said that, or I, I texted her out of the blue, I think actually, cause I was crying out. I was trying to reach out and she was the only safe person that I really knew at the time or whatever that I thought. Anyway, that's what, what my mind was doing. But I reached out to her and she said, I'm in the hospital and I'm in bad shape and they're transforming me to another hospital. And I was like, okay, I got to come up there. And she's like, well, just wait till in the morning or whatever. And so I go and I take her some breakfast and, um, I was, I was, I don't remember what I was doing. I was doing something and I said, I'll be back later on or whatever. And so that evening, um, she was telling me she, they wouldn't give her no water or something. So I got a bunch of water and stopped and got her something to eat that she wanted. I don't remember. And I take it up to the hospital and she said two or three words and I just snapped out and left and, and never called, never nothing. She ended up staying in the hospital for two weeks in pretty bad shape. And I still, to this day, man, it hurts me, but that's how I know that something was wrong. And so she gets out of the hospital and, uh, she's like, you got to get help. Something's wrong with you. And I'm going, no, nothing wrong. And she's like, are you doing math? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing no math. I'll take drug tests, do whatever. I wasn't doing any, any kind of drugs. And so I finally go to agree to go to the doctor and I go and, uh, they diagnosed me with paranoid schizophrenia and depression. And I was like, I'm not depressed. I've never been depressed in my life. It's like, well, we want you to take this medicine. And I was like, mm -mm. I don't want to take this medicine. They're like, no, it's not going to do you that way. I promise you. And I had a doctor 
I wish I could remember her name. Um, she's like the psychiatrist or whatever, and she was freaking awesome. She's the most thorough doctor I've ever seen in my life. And you could tell that her heart was, was really in it. I mean, her jived really well. And so she taught me into taking this medicine. I started taking it, and at first it was helping me sleep. Like I would finally sleep, and my appetite come back. And then I started noticing these little things. But um, they were mentioning suicide, and I kept saying, and I'm not suicidal, and everybody kept saying, please reach out if you do. Because I said this. This is what I said. I said, if I become suicidal, it's over with. I'm going to kill myself. I mean, I know how I am. And so – the hard part is I tried twice, um, both times, uh, Metro uh, intervened and saved my life. So kudos to them. And so they changed my medicine, put me on another one and, um, things started getting better, man. My joy started coming back. Everything started coming back. I wanted my marriage relationship to work out. And, um, so I don't take any medicine today. Um, so that's a good thing. I'm good now, but what they said it was, is that it was leftover effects from drug use um that that i hadn't dealt with and i believe them what i know is that looking back on it that's a scary place to be in my head and that's why my heart is in this thing for the mental health is that if you got something going on please reach out to somebody because i know what you're going through and i know what you're feeling i know what you're thinking your thinking's not right just know that it's not that you know you're not incurable um, if you're like me, don't want to be on medicine, they have different kinds of medicine. Uh, you don't have to be zombied out and all these things and, um, you know, and they'll get you right with therapy and all these things. They did me. And I'm very, very thankful that Beth finally taught me into going, uh, cause if, if she hadn't, you know, I'd probably be dead. And that's when I knew also that things were starting to get better because I started thinking about, man, Beth would have got that phone call of me being dead and she never would recover from it. And, um, but it was a scary place to be. Um, yeah. And my nephew, he had, um, he had killed himself. He, my brother got a girl pregnant when I think he was 19 and I would have been 13 and she had a, I don't know if he would get mad at me telling this. If he does, I'm, I'm sorry. But anyway, um, she had a Baptist preacher father who put a gun to my brother's head and said, if you ever come around my daughter again, I'll blow your head off. And they moved to Alabama. And when I was in prison, I had called him. And he, the child was 11 years old at this time. And um, he was back in his life. And he was trying to build a life with him. And they were doing okay. They wasn't, you know, very, very close. But they were getting real, real close. And he um, had been married to – he was a UFC guy. He was a UFC fighter. He wanted – that's what he was, a fighter. He wanted to, to be in the UFC or whatever. And – um the marriage, they had four kids and the marriage wasn't going real well. And they split up and my brother got him an apartment, uh, paid for it for six months and communication kind of stopped a little bit here or there. And then, uh, Jamie called him and he said, uh, Oh, no, Nick, I mean, a uh, Brett, excuse me. Brett called him and said, uh, I'm going back with the old lady, man. We're going to work things out. And of course, everybody's like, good. You know, it's, it's amazing. He still was living in Alabama and, um, then he didn't talk to him again for a couple of weeks and he calls him and Brett said, oh, I just wasn't meant to be dad. You know, uh, we're not together. And then, uh, one morning my brother was in the shower and his phone rung, which it always does is his business or whatever, but it goes to his other son that works for him. But, um, he saw Brett's mother, 
name, you know, come on the phone and there's no, they haven't talked to each other in forever, you know, so she knew, or he knew something was wrong. And he had, um, the night before went out on a lake on a boat and shot himself in the chest. And, uh, you know, my brother is still so affected by that to this day. And it's been, uh, it's been, uh, five years, something, something for four, five years, somewhere down there, three years, maybe, maybe three years, but, um, and then it would have been me, you know what I mean? There's his little brother, you know what I'm saying? The one person who he wanted more than anything to have a relationship with. And I, I was the one that pushed it away. And so my brother wanted it to be me involved in his towing business, but the towing business just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I like doing like he did, um, heavy equipment repos for a while. And I love doing that. That was fun. I went and reposed some stuff. But anyway, so yeah, the mental health deal is very, very serious, man. Um, and there's a better way. And just like I tell you, when you come in to treatment or whatever, and you're all sick, it gets better. You know what I mean? Things will get better. And I get it, man. Life is hard and we go through a lot of stuff and, but none of that stuff is worth our life. Um, and you got to remember the lasting effects it has on people when this happens, because there's so many questions. Why, how could you do that? You know, you leave us all behind here and you've done that and you could have reached out and we could have done this. And so please think about those things. Um, whatever you're going through, reach out to somebody, even if it's a stranger, you could probably reach out to most. Well, I don't know about today's world, but if somebody come up to me and said, I need help, man. I'm thinking about killing myself. I would help them right there on the spot. I would stop whatever I'm doing and I would help you. Would everyone do that? I think the majority of people would. Um, but I mean, who knows? We don't never know. And, I think that's the, that's the thing that keeps people reaching out or like a man, you know, a man sitting there and this is, I thought, I, I thought myself as being weak and I've never thought of myself as being weak. I've always thought of myself as being a tough guy. So, um, cause I've been through a lot of shit that a lot of people couldn't, but, um, and when that was going on, I felt very vulnerable and I felt very weak. Um, and so, um, I get that side of it too. You're not weak, man or woman. There's nothing weak about that. You have something going on in your head that's not right. It's not that you're weak. You have some kind of little chemical balance there that you just have to get straightened out. So please don't think you're weak. You're strong as hell. You're stronger for reaching out than you are anything else. So reach out to anybody. There's there's numbers you can call and people will come right to you, man. Um, they'll send out these crisis people and they'll come and help you and you go to any hospital or you can tell any police officer. Um, there's a video now out there about the, the military guy. He's on the side of the interstate and the officer pulls up and he starts crying and says, can I have a hug? And the officer hugged him like he knew him his whole life. You know what I mean? Um, but I get it. It's, it's, it's like, it's, um, it's like a scary place, man. Cause you're not understanding why did I go from this over here, loving life so much to where I want to end my life. What is causing me to end my life? You know what I mean? Do you think it's shame? Yeah, I, I think shame. I think everything caught up with me. And that's why my brother says the things that he says to me today. The past is the past. You know what I mean? It's the past, bro. You And, you know, he said, he said something to me. It's been about a week or so ago now. He said, um, I have never been, I can't remember the word he used, but it's proud or whatever of someone in my life or never been so yeah, you uh, whatever. And he said, as I was of you, he said, man, look what you did. You know, he's talking about the business stuff. You know what I mean? 
I was successful, man. I was very successful. And I was very successful very fast. But for me personally, I don't know anything that I've sat down and said, I'm going to put all my effort into this and I'm going to do this that I wasn't able to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just drugs were in my way so long. And, uh, that's what that was. But, uh, yeah, man. And it's going to be the same thing with this deal right here because I feel, I don't know what anybody else's numbers are like in their first week. I don't know, but I feel like mine are okay. Um, and I feel like that's a sign telling me that, yeah, man, I'm doing the right thing. That's all you can go by, dude, is how you mm -hmm. feel. And if you're happy with your numbers, keep doing what you're doing. I am. As long as every morning I look at them and they've grown, whether even if it's only two or three, and the next night they've grown, or when I go and I, and I make a recording and I put it on, I put it on Facebook and I go and look, you know, 10 minutes later, and it's got eight downloads or whatever. I think I'm doing okay. Because uh, it's only going to grow the way I see it. As long as I continue putting out content that people like. And that's really what I'm doing. I, I'm really trying to figure out what they do like. And um, I think the one thing that people like more than anything is honesty, Nick. I think that's what they like. Um, you know, it took a lot for me to do that. It took a lot for me to, because I was all over the place like, man, I don't know. I don't want to tell people everything, but but they were going to find out anyway. You know what I mean? Because all you had to do is Google my name. You can Google my name and go see every charge I've ever had. You can see all the mug shots. And I'm not ashamed of that, man. I pay for it. I pay for it. I paid for it the way society says you have to pay for it. You know what I mean? Um, and so if if I'm being judged by my past, it's on that person. I get it if people don't want to meet me and immediately like, oh, I can trust that guy. I understand that. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But don't go behind my back and act like my friend and then go behind my back saying, you know, oh, he's just a piece of shit. I'm not saying anybody does that, but I'm sure that they do. I, I know without a doubt there's people that know me and grew up with me and have probably worked very hard their whole life. And then here I come in and I'm making a thousand dollars a day profit. It doesn't sit well with a lot of people. I get that too. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's jealousy, that part. Yes, yeah, the jealousy part, you know, when you should be. And I know someone who was very close to me growing up and stuff who did say that, said, you know, how can Dane Gentry be so successful now? He's been in penitentiary his whole life and drug addict, dope head, and, you know, all this. And I've been working hard my whole life. You ain't got the same drive I got. That's what it is. I have a drive in me. Um, and I was always, and this is another thing, man. I was always hard. I was a working fool, man. You hear me? Uh, man, look, when I first started my business, and about three months in, I'm not going to say the company because I don't want to give them no thing or whatever, but a, a very large appliance company contacted me and wanted me to take a contract of doing all their, in, their appliance installs, you know, when they would sell them. Right. And, uh, and from the most prominent one in my area. And at the time my business was, I was doing good. You know what I mean? I was doing really good in it. I was satisfied with it, but when it took some months to, get everything in. They already had one guy doing it and he was losing his contract with them. And so we were coming in. So it, it was all these different things that we had to do. And it took time. Well, by the time it came, I was making a thousand dollars, sometimes 1500, sometimes two grand. It just depends. You know what I mean? And, uh, but I went on and took it anyway. So I had to have employees and I bought a, a brand new truck for it. I bought a brand new big trailer for it. I bought all these things. And, um, 
I couldn't keep any employees, but Nick, if, if I'm lying, I'm dying. I would get up in the mornings at five o'clock or four o'clock or whatever. And I would leave my house at six o'clock. I would go to the place, load up the appliances, and I would not get back home till midnight a lot of nights because I would do that all till I got done with what I had to do that day. Then I would go do my repairs that I already had to do. And I did this for a long time. And I'm talking about, man, listen, I was taking washers and dryers upstairs by myself. You know, dryers ain't so bad with a washer by yourself on a dolly going up three flights of stairs and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and I did it, man. And I did it. But it finally got the best. Of it. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't keep employees, man. They were tearing shit up, doing all this. And then this company was beating me out of money. And uh, yeah, man, it became like once you went there and bought an appliance, that was the end of the customer service. They thought that customer service was going to rely on me. Bull crap. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be calling me customer about what they're doing wrong. You know what I mean? But I, I did it. And uh, I'm even though when it first went down, I, I thought, man, I failed. And I would beat myself up over it so bad. And Beth was like, no, you didn't fail. You were working your ass off. You were working your ass in the ground trying to make it happen. And, you know, I had the opportunity. Like, I was making... 300 bucks per, um, like it was supposed to be in, uh, two twenty five to uninstall and two twenty five to put back in. So that's 450 bucks. And there at the end of it, I had a guy that worked with me well and me and him could do that in about 20 minutes, take one out dishwasher I'm talking about and put it back in. So that's, I was supposed to have been making, the 450 but how this said company was beating he said that the only way they would pay the uninstall was if it was a product return every product got returned to them anyway they recycled them they said you see what i'm saying um it was only the one only that they wanted but that wasn't what the contract was i signed it as each each different appliance had its set price for what I, we negotiated back and forth on it the whole of our contract and it was this amount for uninstall this amount for install and so they were beating me really bad. And so finally I told them, I said, if you don't have the rest of my money in my bank account at 12 o'clock today, I'll bring anything I got and I will drop it off at your front door. And that'd be that. And they said, they'll sue me. And I said, well, take your best shot. And I guess they found it in their best interest not to, uh, I should have sued them really. Yeah. Uh, I'll say who it is. Best buy is who it was. So, um, yeah, man, um, the customer service sucks. And, uh, and that's why I, you could start an appliance business right now, Nick, and you'd have an email from them in the next couple of days wanting to know if you want to do installs for them because they can't keep people. And Best Buy has a lot of good things. I, I can only speak for this area. I can't speak for your area. I don't know how they are there. Um, but, yeah, you know, the the guy, like they, uh, when you first start, they had this guy some called a shadow. That would shadow you and make sure you're doing right, this, that, and the other. And his problem was he wanted to tell my employees what to do. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I told him in a nice way once, and then the guy was talking about who we were doing it well. We had our, had our way of doing it. There was nothing wrong with the way we do it. We did it well, and uh, he was come back again after so long to shadow, and it pissed me off, and I told him what I thought, and that was the beginning of the end of it too. But what I was getting at that is, man, I worked my ass off. You know what I mean? So um, they paid you the right way, right? Huh? At first they paid you right, right? Yeah. At first they did, yeah. Mm -hmm. the first check or two was okay you know and i was making really good money like i said i mean you know 
roughly 300 bucks an hour is pretty good money. You know what I mean? And, uh, Damn good money. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and I used to always say I'm a 25 time convicted felon, man. And, uh, I'm doing pretty good. And I kind of got a little bit arrogant. I think Beth said, you need to wheel it back in and he rope it back in a little bit. But I mean, you know, we pulled up at a dealership and she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to buy a truck. She said, which one? I said, that one on the showroom floor right there. And she's like, what? And I bought that truck. And, you know, it was, um, I don't really know what the word is there, but it was, it was cool, man. You know what I mean? I could do that because I never had any opportunities to do them type of things, man. You know what I mean? No, I understand. And so, you know, um, yeah, it was cool. It was just, it was a lot of stress. And I had them, man, I had two guys drop a double oven off of a dolly that it strapped down to. I mean, I could go on and on and on of the, of the things that went on. And uh, one kid, they were young. And I was trying to get them opportunity. I was like, man, this is really a nice little gig for you. You're going to be making really good money. And I was going to pay them well. And they took and shoved a dishwasher up underneath a granite counter and pushed it all the way up off of it. I had to pay for that. My insurance did or whatever, but. I could go on and on the things they did. And it's just like, wow. Um, but I finally got that one guy, man. And uh, he was an ex-drug addict. I and mean, he was doing well. He's doing great. And he was a hell of a worker, man. And he, he was smart enough to figure out what I had going on. First thing for him to do is be going in there and having that dishwasher unhooked as I'm getting this other one out of the box coming in with it. So one's out, one's in. You know what I mean? Time is money. And he understood it. And uh, then I even switched to where, look, I'll do the uninstall and install you just have it ready you know what i'm saying and uh was doing good and uh yeah it was more dishwashers than anything uh then there was um oh uh, yeah one time we had a uh a double or it was a gas range oven and it was strapped down to everything like it was supposed to be supposedly one curb it turned over and knocked the glass out of the door um i could go on and on but that day, whenever I went up, I went up the steps to the house, and then I went up the steps from the garage to the first floor, and then up the stairs upstairs. And Beth is just like, "You got to stop this. You got to stop. It's just too much." But I'm a pretty strong guy, and I always have been. And uh, I was like, "Yeah," it was, but it was killing me, man. But I did it. I wanted it to work. I, I just knew. I was like, "Man, if I just keep working real hard, you know, this stuff is going to work." And I met some pretty cool, amazing people doing it. Um, I met a Christian band, uh, Sidewalk Prophets. I met them. I worked on their stuff. I worked on, um, man, I can't, Stephen Gokowski, uh, the, the kicker. I worked on his dryer. Uh, and go on and on. He was a cool guy. He was like, man, if you get my dryer fixed today, you can come over here any Saturday, Sunday, and drink all the beer you want, watch all the football games you want. I was like, but I'm sober. I don't drink beer, but thank you. And, uh, I was sober then. I, I relapsed after that, but I was actually sober at that time. And um, Anytime I say I was working like that, I was sober because once I got on drugs, I wasn't working. I was running, ripping, and running the life. And um, But, yeah, it was good. And it just – each time I would go back to it and I'd make a lot of freaking money. And – uh but then it was like my phone would ring so much, man. I mean, it just would never stop. The appliance business is a, it's a, because the thing about appliances, if you wake up in the morning and you go in there and you got a puddle of water in front of your refrigerator, you want it fixed. It's not a matter if you're going to call around and check prices. You want your freaking refrigerator fixed. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you can get your. I'll tell you, my water. 
Huh? I agree on the water, yeah. Yeah, and like I had it to where, right, you know, any of the appliances, your wife or whoever's going to be on you, get my dryer fixed, get my washer fixed. And um, I found a good, at the time a great way to get my parts. Amazon was amazing, you know what I mean? I could get them overnight, sometimes same day. And uh, then I had the parts place we have here in Nashville. We had a, a really good one there. And, man, it was awesome. I was loving it. And I was loving it. You know, man, I remember I found some checks one time. I hadn't even cashed. And it was like three grand worth of checks. I was like, damn, I must have really been making a lot of money. Not knowing I had three grand worth of checks. You know what I mean? And uh, it was fun. It was, uh, I guess, self-satisfying, self-gratifying, whatever. It just made me believe in myself more, really, to be honest about it. Um and it's just like now, you know, this thing here, um, it, it's going to, it's going to go to where I want it to go, which is, you know, going out and talking to crowds of people about little things you can do to make your days better, make your life better, make all this better. And don't get caught up on this little shit because look what I came out of. And that's my goal. And I think I'll be very good at it. Oh, I think you'd be good at it. Yeah, I want to, and I want to meet some cool people before I, uh, I die. One of them's right there around you. Um, I want to meet John Elway, man. Yeah, he's still in Colorado, the last I knew. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to meet him, man. So was Peyton uh, I remember Manning being... last time I knew. Huh? So was Peyton Manning. Yeah, I'd like to meet Peyton, too. You know, I'm an Alabama fan, so Peyton went to Tennessee. Uh, but that's okay. He come to Denver got me a Super Bowl, so we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he got it with the defense. You know I mean? They showed out that day. Man, they showed out. Defense showed out in that Super Bowl. Denver's did. They, uh, you know, right at the first, was well, first second play of the game, they stripped the ball away from old uh, Cam Newton, and it was over with for them. His career was over with. That that Super Bowl ended his career. If you think about it, he was so messed up in the head from that, he he never could play right again. Oh no, yeah, and that, I'm sure it does to those kind of people with that. Money. Yeah. When you're used to winning like that, you know, because I got, you know, Cam Newton beat Alabama. You know what I mean? So, I didn't like him anyway. So, I love seeing that. So, Peyton, you know, he's okay now. (laughs) He's a great quarterback, in all honesty. Peyton was a hell of a quarterback, man. Smart. Just smart. You know, and a lot of times, them ones that get highly drafted like that, a lot of times don't do too good. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Look what he did, man. Look at. The guy, uh, Josh Allen in, in Buffalo, same thing with him. He was undrafted. He had to, he used to walk on, man. He's a walk on in college, too. He went to somewhere, then he went to uh, Wyoming or Montana. Wyoming, I think. And he had to prove himself. And look what he turned out to be a great quarterback. And that's the way it happens a lot. Uh, but, yeah. Well, we got 55 minutes in. It's just me and you, buddy. I think I'll let you get back to work. It's about time. Well, no, you still got a while to go before you get off, don't you? Already off. I, oh, okay, good deal. Driving uh, home right now, listening to you and talking. So, I'll uh, I'll publish this thing, and then uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'm probably man. I, I'm I'm gonna try this Twitch thing out on the video thing. Um, to see how hurt. it goes, huh? It can't hurt. I mean, no, it can't hurt. I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna put somebody that way. I'm just not on there by myself, you know, because that'll be a little bit more frightening you know, being on there by yourself. So I don't have a setup where it's me and somebody can sit there and talk and act like it's not even a camera there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I go with it. I can't help you on too much unless I don't know how to 
I don't know how I could do that with you, man. Yeah, I don't know if there's a. Um, I was looking at it and I was trying to figure out if there was a way. Hello there, B M S Z E A P Q. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, one new message I didn't see. Okay. Um, I saw. I was trying to look and see if there was a way like you could tie in someone else from somewhere else, and I couldn't find it. But again. I'm not the most tech tech savvy guy in the world. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, I thank you. And I thank Shorty. She had to go too, but appreciate you being here. Every show I've been on, man, she, she's come on and you have to, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, and I guess, you know, we'll see how many downloads I get. I'll, I'll definitely get way more downloads than what people are on here. And that's, that's cool. So again, thank you, Nick. And I'll talk to you next time, buddy. Okay. Talk to you later. Right. Have a good night, man. See you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>